Hello and welcome to episode 146 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And this week, we're coming back with one of the biggest movies of all time, Jurassic World. And we'll also talk about the Stanford Prison Experiment, <laughs> just because. <laughs> just because we can. Yeah. <laughs> so... As usual, we've been away a while since our last episode. Yeah. You know, these things happen in life, and if you really want to stay abreast of when our latest episodes are coming out, you could just subscribe to us on iTunes, rate and review us at the same time while you're there, or on <laughs> Stitcher, subscribe to us on Stitcher. That way, you just when we have a new episode, it'll show up in your feed, and you'll be right on top of it. Does all the hard work for you. Because, yeah, it could be a little irregular here until after the holidays. So. Yeah, it's just been, life's crazy around the holidays. And year-round, really. Yeah. <laughs> we're not getting paid for this, so <laughs> it takes the backseat sometimes. But we're happy to be here tonight. We're happy to review Jurassic World. Yes. Directed by Colin Trevorrow, uh, starring Chris Pratt, Dallas Bryce Howard, and a whole bunch of dinosaurs. And a whole bunch of dinosaurs. Yeah. So this is the the fourth movie in the Jurassic Park franchise. First one in, I want to say, nine years or ten years. I can't remember exactly yeah, when Jurassic Park 3 came out. But this is uh, takes place in a world, I would say, probably ten or fifteen years after yeah. Jurassic Park. I Long don't know enough if, that people were kind of numb to the... Yeah, because I don't know if they even acknowledge the second or third movies in this movie. It seems like they're going straight from the first one to this. Yeah, no, I think, but I can't. I want to, in my brain now, I want to say that they mentioned something about the T-Rex in L.A. And I think there's like, like, but there's some kind of nod to the book that Malcolm wrote at the end of the second one. Yeah, but but none of it's very like serious. Which. It's, a it's fine. Best. Fine with me. Yeah. Uh, but this takes place in the future now, where the park's been open for seven years. With you know, or they reopened the park, but they made it into like a, a Disney World, but with dinosaurs. Yeah. So it's just a huge area. The old park is just one small area off in the corner that no one visits anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was a. Uh, uh, a world famous now. They're making lots of money coming out new attractions every year but attendance is declining even only seven years in because people are like what well it's dinosaurs you've seen them once you've seen them, seen them all. a million times <laughs> and uh so i guess the new thing is they're doing these hybrids where they uh engineer different uh, dnas to splice the genes together to make original dinosaurs that no one has seen before yeah, and, and they're good for the most dangerous. Yeah, the most the dangerous time. game. Uh, but the really the movie, I guess, is mainly about this family where a mom and dad who are go about to go through a divorce send their kids, their two sons, off to Jurassic World with their aunt who works at the park or runs it. Yeah, I she should say she runs the park. <laughs> and just sends them off on a plane to go there. By themselves, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, which the ant does as well. Sends around the yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the British assistant. Yeah. 
I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if this movie was just like they saw all the sights and they came home safe? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see it coming. I almost wish they sort of more went that route, but yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> so the movie made one point six two billion, I believe. Um, was it third highest of all time behind Titanic and Avatar? Yeah, it's at least top five. It was fairly big. <laughs> yeah, biggest movie <laughs> of the year. Uh, Casey had it in the summer box office draft, Bastard. and he could have had this movie alone and still won probably. <laughs> um, but obviously, made us money uh, critically. It was a seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't terrible. I mean, yeah. Terminator Genesis was like twenty percent or less. Yeah. Um, but my expectations were were mediocre. I mean, I I thought it could be a lot of fun. Seemed like a cool premise. Uh, obviously, love the original Jurassic Park. Yeah, one and, of my um, even though I, I didn't love the second one I still thought it was it brought something to the table there were a couple things it did right the third one was terrible but yeah I thought yeah I liked the second one I thought it could actually. be good I thought this one could be good what about but, you yeah I mean you can't compare to the first one because the first one's a classic yeah so I would never expect it to be that good I just thought this could be a fun summer blockbuster yeah I mean I thought it was going to be slightly above average action-y whatever type movie and what do you feel like? Yeah, pretty much. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I I originally Plus saw it at the drive-in theaters when it came out, or about a few weeks after. And uh, the the drive-in is a lot of fun. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's not the perfect way to watch a movie because the screen isn't lit up exactly like if it was in a movie theater. Yeah. Um, your the sounds coming through your speakers. And I don't know. I mean, it's I love it. I would go there every weekend if I could. But it, as far as like a cinematic experience, it's not the top notch. Yeah, it's more of an atmosphere mm-hmm. kind of experience. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun because you pay ten bucks and you get to see three movies back to back to back. Can't beat that. Yeah, <laughs> it's an awesome like experience. Food. You can see and, like Star Wars movies at drive. Well, After you see it not in IMAX. The, well, not talking about like the new one. Of course, oh, I want yeah. to see that They IMAX, should do just like just... a re-release of the original trilogy or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But I would second watch. I would see it. <laughs> but so anyway, that's why I rewatched the movie on Blu-ray when it came out on Redbox. Just to confirm my suspicions. <laughs> yeah. And it was pretty much spot on, obviously. Like, some of the effects look better on Blu-ray than on the dark oh, yeah. uh, drive-in screen. But... I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. I, I liked had fun with it. most of the movie. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I, I wouldn't say it came out in the negative overall. I say it's a highly flawed but entertaining movie. Yeah, I'd agree um, with that. I like the setup. I, I actually, I really like the idea of not just trying to completely recreate Jurassic Park. Like, Jurassic Park, you get to see what happens when... And it's it's weird how the small changes make such a difference. Like, it's only a small group of people in the park when everything fails and the dinosaurs get out. So yeah. it's, that has more like a horror feel where it's like you're following these one people. One people? One people. <laughs> these few people. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, is the dinosaur going to pop out at any corner? Like, it's more of a horror, like, chase thing where they're just trying to escape. Yeah. Where... This is a little bit of a twist where it's the park is full with thousands of people. So 
that in that aspect, it's more of a disaster movie because it's like you everywhere you turn, someone's gonna get destroyed. Oh, yeah. But it's just mayhem, and it just has a different feel. Of just having more people. It's a little bit number two and number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of twist. Yeah, and I'm like, sure they did that to some extent. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. But yeah, I just, I like the setup. I just like that the, the park is up and operating. It's more like a, a Disney World or Universal Studios yeah. type thing. It's a. Uh, I I was gonna say my favorite part of the whole movie was the park itself, like actually seeing the yeah, park and really seeing cool. how it functioned and. Yeah, I would want to go there. Even yeah. even though this disaster happened, <laughs> I would still go. <laughs> you know, I I think it's a little unrealistic that it would be out of favor so fast. Yeah. I can see that happening over like 20 to 30 years, maybe, but I, I understand why they have to do it because, you know. Yeah. It's a statement on like cinema today where every sequel has to be bigger and better than the last to keep the people's attention. Like, that makes, I like that. I mean, yeah. it's pretty, uh, pretty true. I think they're, I don't know if they're exaggerating a bit, but I like the commentary. On the world of movies today. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd have to agree. It's always got to be better. It's like, don't... You can't ever stick necessarily to the same formula. Yeah. And even the uh, the new dinosaur where they're splicing the genes together, I guess you could look at that as like the big uh, Hollywood studios just taking the bits from the other big blockbusters and trying to yeah, steal it. whatever's popular. And take it into their... Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, I like that. Uh, what was the new dinosaur's name? I didn't write it oh, down. Oh, it was... Uh, something was worse. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it was like Latin or something. For, or something Rex, right? Was, uh, yeah, well, I mean the the word before. Yeah. I forget what. Because uh, Pratt, Chris Pratt says something about it when she says the name. But maybe it was a Greek god, something like that. Yeah. But I can't think of it. Basically, yeah, the new dinosaur they've bred is like... Uh, just a bigger T-Rex with bigger T-Rex different bigger type arms of, just the best of everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's Chris Pratt off to the side training velociraptors to like their um, I don't know what wolves or something you can train that's yeah. bigger than or nastier than dogs <laughs> um, dumber in a way yes but yeah uh, what'd you think of that whole side plot I liked his character. Uh, I wasn't huge on the rap. I felt like the raptors were just in the movie because raptors are popular in the first movie, really. I mean, maybe not just, but I mean, they're obviously they're going to make an appearance. But I felt like it was a little bit forced. Like, they knew people were going to be interested in seeing the raptors, so they were like, all right, he's going to train raptors. I I guess what I really didn't like about this part was the military guy, the guy played, from Law and Order, played by um, the Kingpin himself <laughs> from Daredevil and Mara Sugar from Men in Black, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I remember that on the spot, guys. You got to remember this time and date because it doesn't happen very often. <clears throat> but yeah, so he wants to militarize the Velociraptors. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes sense because I guess you know they could be precise and who's going to mess with them if they really need to make something happen. Yeah, he was a little. Yeah, over I the thought top he was overused. Yeah, like if he was just, I don't know, 
Maybe you're not in it less, but... Yeah, I didn't hate the, the concept. I just didn't think it was well done much at all. Yeah, I like I said, I overused is the best way I can describe them. Yeah, but I like the Raptors overall. I, just, I like Chris Pratt. He makes it work. He's charismatic. Yeah, I think, personally, you... I don't know. I wouldn't put save the movie. I, I enjoyed the movie, but... Uh, he was the most interesting person. Human character. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the last, like, third of the movie really put me off. Really? More so, like, the Raptors and it did, all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll save that for more towards the end of the review. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd like to get but, Yeah, that. I was just trying to... Where I'm coming from with the Raptors. Like, yeah. Not that I hated them, like, the whole movie. It was just a portion of the movie sort of ruined... The theme, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, the, the dialogue or the relationship between Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's characters? Not the best writing in no, the world. It's sort of, I mean, wasn't literally out of left field, but they don't really establish it. You sort of assume that it's probably the case, so, and then they and, kind of fall in love through disaster. <laughs> But why? Just because there's a male character and a female character in a movie, they have to, you know, get together or at it's least not, flirt. Or, there's a big like romance scene of any <laughs> sort in the movie. I guess they had a, a kiss at some point. Yeah, but it's, it's underlying dramatic, the whole way. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I felt like so, those things were all a little too on the news. Even like uh. Like, uh, I don't know what you call it, but like how The Hangover, they're different movies, but they're the same thing, tit for tat. Yeah. This movie wasn't quite that, but it had its, like, Definitely. Jurassic Park moments, quote unquote. Oh, for sure. And I thought those were a little too on the news, like, otherwise I thought they would have worked a little bit better, but, I don't know. Uh, that, I sound like I hate the movie, uh, these are <laughs> no. really, these this is what are I said. my complaints. <laughs> This is why I said it's a flawed, very flawed movie, but entertaining. Because there's there's just a problem with the women in this movie in general. Yeah. They're uh, so one-dimensional, like, stereotype Like her women. running around in high heels yeah. the entire time. And Judy Greer, who's the kid's mom, all she does is, like, <laughs> call, cry. yeah, cry and whine. Like, just putting, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's all about the male characters. The female characters constantly looking to the male characters f to save them, yeah. for the most part. I mean, but uh, I don't know. I like Bryce Dallas Howard as an actress, but I didn't think she was really utilized. I thought very her well. character was kind of the weakest. Even though I, I didn't think she did a bad job as yeah. an actress, but her, I don't know, she was just kind of really weak and. She was really powerful, quote unquote, in the beginning, and then she lost power and saved me. Yeah, yeah. The and I did like to talk about. I guess some of the stuff I did like. I liked just all the park stuff, like the Sea World part. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, like, that's like, a, the living, breathing, working park was yeah amazing. I the think. the like open open field area with all the the herbivores where they just get in this see-through like 
what do they call it? Gyrosphere. Sphere. Yeah. And they can just drive around. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I liked how they implemented rides into the whole thing. So it still was like theme parking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought most of the action was pretty good. Uh, except towards the end, it gets a little like yeah. over the top, cartoonish. <laughs> I still had fun with it, but it's like uh, tag team matches and, <laughs> and uh, all that kind of stuff. Although, I don't want to spoil it, but... Yeah, there like there's a little twist with the Raptors. I won't say much more. Than yeah, that. but yeah. I I did like that. But saw at coming. that point, yeah, exactly. It was sort of like, yeah, yeah. It's a fight for control, or at least like, yeah. I was still impressed that they did it because even though I kind of saw it coming, I was like, yeah, they're not going to actually do that. Mm. But and what about the? The family dynamic of these kids, like the older kid who was from uh, it's one of those indie movies I watched in the past couple of years, Nick Robinson, I believe is his name. He looked uh, vaguely familiar. Like I think it was The Kings of Summer is the movie. Um, he played the older brother who's whatever, dinosaurs, I'm all about these creepy, creepily staring at these girls over here. <laughs> and the younger brother's like, all about it. What'd you think of the brother relationship? You have brothers, is this uh, yeah, a pretty decent... they didn't do a bad job. The whole, you're really close, but you're, especially when you're younger, you're, you push each other away, kind yeah. of at the same time. But usually when it matters, yeah, I, I thought it worked pretty good. Um... I just wish they were in the movie a little bit more. Yeah. It's kind of like they're just set up, and then they get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And then, and they're kind of in it in the, at the end, but they're sort of along for the ride, I guess you can say. Yeah. But, but Again, I mean, overall, I like their characters. Like, I, I like the build-up, like them going around the park first. Again, for me, it's the, the idea of it, it works, but... The execution is like the writing. The, the yeah. script is not good. Yeah, they didn't do the best job. I think the director, Colin Trevorrow, who his previous movie was, um, what's it? Uh, that movie where the sci-fi indie uh, we movie. We were talking about this. Uh, Safety not guaranteed. With oh um, uh, yeah, with uh, the Duplass, Mark Duplass, as the guy who puts a wanted ad and. About how he can travel through time and all this stuff. So that was his movie before this, which I thought was okay. I thought it was overrated. I didn't really love it. I heard good things about it. I haven't seen it. People liked it. I didn't like it quite as much, but but I thought he did a good job here as far as direction. Like He had a really not great script to work with from what I can tell, and he made the most of it. He made some pretty solid set pieces. and yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. For what the script seemed that it was, he did a fantastic job of making an interesting movie. Yeah, and because of this movie, he gets to direct uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. So, well, fair run. Decent step up. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. This guy can, in, in like five years, he can have two of the top five all-time grossing movies. Because wow. you've got a figure. Yeah. The last of this new trilogy is going to make bonkers money. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. If anything, Jurassic World might fall out of the top five by then, but, <laughs> you know, still, it's crazy. Yeah. 
And yeah, he did a great job. I thought like the uh, the set pieces with the new T Rex when he's not using brute force, or uh, even when he's not even visible, like when they first say he got out of the cage and then yeah. they go in. Yeah, they, there was some creative uses like that, but like you said, a lot of it is aping the original. Like yeah, or at least not as bad as the new Terminator movie did. <laughs> yeah, no, but, no, not but at all. It's always making like references or odes to to the original, which I thought was fine. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> sometimes they try to be. I don't want to use the word clever because it's not really that clever, but they'll. Like the whole, in the first one, when they discover the T-Rex cage isn't on or something. Felt like that was the equivalent of, yeah. she's not in the cage. Mm-hmm. And then the marks, and you know what I mean? It was like, they kind of did the same things, but in reverse to kind of make it not be. But, I mean, pretty minor complaint. They were still all pretty enjoyable. Yeah. I like pterodactyls. Yeah. The, I thought it that was, was really cool. Cool that they actually made them fierce. Rather they than were just brutal, man. Background. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't fuck around. And all the special effects were on point. Like they were There was a, a couple, lot of worry about this. A couple moments where I could see some seams, especially towards the last act. Yeah. But overall, I mean, it looked great. I, I thought it looked fantastic. And um the score, obviously borrowing heavily from the original, but still good. Yeah. It's it didn't uh I don't know. I guess it's just the same old thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess more on the... I guess we can do a semi-spoiler alert. We're not going to spoil the exact end, but we should be able to... T- we need to talk about the last act, because there's some issues there. All right. So if you're super sensitive, skip ahead about a minute or two, but... Yeah, so Chris Pratt, he finally trains these raptors to, like... What be his uh, his mighty ducks uh, yeah. V formation? And, uh, he's on a motorcycle. You've seen it in the trailers, but and they're going after this new puppy and find out. Oh, this thing is part raptor and he can communicate. With <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of that was kind of cool, but like you said, but I don't know. I thought it was predictable, and then of course. Well, as soon as they turn against Chris Pratt, you know he's going to find a way to get him to turn back around yeah. again. At least enough to stay alive, you know? Um, yeah, but at least there was a through line there. of Like, they established early on that he has relationship with these these animals. and Yeah. I liked all that. It's, um... It's more about the fighting with the raptor and the T-Rex. Uh, yeah, like that and... When they... I guess you can call it the third act kind of starts. They really heavily start mentioning how uncontrollable the raptors are mm-hmm. and then it just happens to work and i was just sort of like yeah and they go into I did, the old uh, park yeah which that, was kind of cool that was cool um but i mean i do like the way they did how they turned like he communicated and they realized for it being predictable i thought that was the best way they could yeah done it. yeah and when uh, she breaks out, it looks like the exact T Rex from the original because they make him like this old man T Rex, yeah. uh, and him and the Raptors are like tag teaming against the new, the new animal, the new Rex. Yeah, uh, the old guy. I, part of me was like, "Oh, this is awesome," and the other part of me is like, 
This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Flat out. This is just such a grab for your old. <laughs> but I did like the punctuation mark at the end, which I won't spoil. <laughs> it really came out of nowhere for me. And I was like, damn! <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, overall, I said I enjoyed the movie. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, uh... Exactly. It, this movie didn't surprise me whatsoever, but enjoyable, so out there. Yeah. It's easy to rank these movies, but let's do it anyway. Uh, I'd say original is number one. Original, yeah. Then this one, then the second one, then the third one. Yeah, I'll probably go first one, second one, this one, third one. Gotcha. Probably one and two pretty close. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean, new one and yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, we didn't really have a great top five idea, but since I don't think we've done this top five Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg list, <laughs> but for sure, me and you haven't, so in honor of the original, we have decided to make that top five. Yes. One of happened. the most renowned, famous directors of all time, especially of the current generation. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's decent. <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg. How did you did you have trouble make, making this list? Uh, not too much. I mean, I even have issues with how I have things ranked in a way because I don't know. All of his movies just are classics in different ways to me. Yeah. See, I had I was surprised when I'm looking at his filmography. He really hasn't made a great movie since like 2002 for me. Yeah. What's uh. I mean, I haven't seen it, but uh, Munich, this last real big movie. I haven't seen that all the way through. I've only seen bits and pieces of that. Yeah, I mean... People love it, but... Yeah, it's kind of mixed. But if you look at his movies from, like, the the 80s to the early 2000s, it's like, damn. Yeah. Hit after hit after hit. It's crazy. So, I had a hard, like... Especially one of the movies that I had left off my list. It's insane to think that it didn't make the top five of a list, but but yeah, he needs to get back on track. I've heard Bridge of Spies is good. Hopefully, I'll like it a lot because I mean, he made War Horse, uh, Tintin. <sighs> I didn't love Lincoln. Um, he made the latest Indiana Jones movie which is like one of my least favorite movies of all time yeah like he's he's not uh not quite up to snuff as he's got a new animated right coming out BFG yeah the BFG which we will be talking about in the next episode for pre-judgment day um yeah, apparently he's got so many irons in the fire but then he ends up only making half of those and Mm. I don't know he produces a lot yeah, but supposedly he just has his name. Yeah, <laughs> there's no quality control in that. He's <laughs> the producer of the Transformers movies, for Christ's sake. Jesus. Uh, well, I'll start off. My number five is Schindler's List, the Holocaust movie starring Liam Neeson. Have you seen it? I actually have not. Uh, I've seen the beginning in school or something like that, but uh, I've always wanted to watch it. It's a classic for a reason. It is. Incredibly well done, moving. Uh, I don't think I'll be rewatching it anytime soon. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like a Twelve Years a Slave type deal. 
where it's like incredibly well made, but once or twice is good enough. <laughs> I only say twice because I watched Twelve Years a Slave twice, and <laughs> at the same time regretted it and enjoyed enjoyed it to the extent that it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, man, this is why am I going through this again? It's breaking my heart all over again. It's one of those. Um, but if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to watch it once. So that's yeah. my number five. I actually put it as honorable mention, even though I haven't even <laughs> seen it. Um, my number five is kind of a toss-up, but I guess I'm going to go with just because I like this movie a little bit more. Hook is my number five. Hook, honorable mention for me. It's uh, a, it's fun. E.T. got bumped down now. Out. It's an absolute classic, don't get me wrong, it's but not, just in my E.T. Personal... didn't make my list either. Oh, ah, okay. But I, I love it. I that bad about it. I love the movie, but... <laughs> yeah. It's probably number seven or so. Nice. Uh, you number four? My number four is Minority Report. Uh, okay. This one is like 2000, 2001. It's a Tom Cruise sci-fi action movie. Just love the concept of being able to... In the future, you can see crimes before it happens, so you can stop it. It's a peaceful world, but you know, there's some moral quandaries of like, well, how do you know for sure that this is going to happen? What if these these things telling you this is faulty? You know, you could be putting innocent people away. And, I mean, yeah. it brings up some great stuff. Plus, it's great action. It's cool sci-fi. Like, yeah, that imagery. You ever wrote that book? Phil K. Dick. Yeah, he does a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love the movie. Have you seen that one? Yeah, um, it didn't make my list, but I, I do quite enjoy that movie. Um, and I haven't seen it in a while, but I have seen it multiple times, and I I liked it better each time I saw it, but it has been a while. So Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it as well. Um, my number four is Jaws. Alright. It's uh, the ultimate I've heard of it. atmospheric. Uh, I don't know, atmospheric, I don't know if that's the right word, but thriller. You know, you don't see the shark most of the movie, and that's, like, the best part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, just like we were saying earlier, when it's effective, when you know something's there, you can't even see it, but the tension is there even Yeah. just off of other filmmaking techniques and all that kind of stuff. And when you do see the shark, it makes it that much, like, it breaks that plane of tension. Yeah. It's a it sort of relieves it and intensifies it at the same time. Word. My, my number three is the original Jurassic Park. Nice. Um, yeah, pretty much said a lot about it earlier, but it is a classic. I've rewatched it recently. It holds up. Just a ton of fun with some horror elements. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a horror movie, but it has elements that. Yeah, I've already scared. You put yourself in the in the shoes of some of these people, and you might pee your pants a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, my number three cheated a little bit because I didn't feel like ranking these movies, but I love all three. Is Indiana Jones? All right, none of them made my list yeah. or honorable mentions. Wow, not a big Indiana Jones guy. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders is clearly the best. Um. But it's still just like a seven and a half out of ten for me, and I love all of them. Um, maybe I think I don't know. I I kind of have like a, a I only had Temple of Doom for a long time, so I watched it a lot. Yeah, when I was younger. So it's cl- I think it's the weakest one, but probably. Oh well, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. 
Well, I mean, I'm not even counting that. <laughs> it specifically says one through three on my list. Yeah. <laughs> Good call there. Yeah, I but mean, yeah. everyone, yeah, everybody loves those movies. I'm definitely in the minority in that. <laughs> my number two is the last great movie he made, in my opinion, Catch Me If You Can, starring Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio as a... DiCaprio is a con man who is on the run from Tom Hanks' police officer or detective or whatever, and it's just a great, super fun thriller um, chase movie. Yeah. Cat and Mouse. I love it's, this movie. Um, it's great. Honorable mention for me. Cool. What's your number two? My number two is the original Jurassic Park. Nice. Yeah. Well, my number one is Jaws. Jaws? Yeah. Um, it's, it is a horror movie. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, you can definitely classify it as that. One of the best scores of all time. Absolutely. Iconic. You could hear it. You hear, like, the first three seconds of it, and you know exactly what it is, and it brings you right back to where in that movie, and the tension is just so well done. In fact, that it's actually, actually shot on the water. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. They actually used the animatronic shark, like, that helped a lot. Yeah. It was super believable. Um,. It was the birth of the modern blockbuster at the same time. Wow. So, I mean, that's good and bad on certain <laughs> levels. But, I mean, <clears throat> there's nothing better than a great, I think, a great blockbuster. Like, super well done. No, I agree with you. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of crap, but it's all worth it for the, the great ones that come through, in my opinion. It's every, like, what do you say, eight years or quite ten. Uh, I wouldn't go that long. In like, I mean, classics. I thought there was two just last year, so yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Edge of Tomorrow, I thought, were yeah, both I incredible. I don't know if they're classic I, classics. Get, it up takes time. Star Wars and, it takes distance and time, but... Yeah, I, I mean, think, I, I do agree with that. But. I think they are modern summer blockbuster classics. So, and Jaws has spawned it all, and it's... I mean, everyone knows Jaws is a grill. Yeah. It's almost like Americana now. Yeah. Something about it. Yeah. Scared millions of people from going in the water, period. Something about it reminds me of July 4th. Is it July 4th in the movie? It might be. Yeah. At least in the first attack or something. Yeah. I think I always watch it around that time. And it was uh, Pop's favorite movie. He watched it anytime it was on TV, so. Forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) What's your number one? Saving Private Ryan. Honorable mention. That's the one I was like, holy crap, this didn't even make my list. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, going back and watching it, besides the first, very first scene, it is a little bit dated in its story. And even some of the effects, believe it or not, like, like when they shoot a gun, like, you can clearly tell sometimes that there's just random things exploding through the bullet holes. And this is... I've watched this movie a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I can notice these types of things. But this changed how they do war movies. Like, I'm not saying there wasn't any graphic war movies before Saving Private Ryan, but Saving Private Ryan was, like, the first, like, World War II movie that didn't have, like... It wasn't mostly about the plot. It was mostly about kind of the battle. At least in portions of it. There's the big end and big beginning battle. 
Yeah, I mean, the opening scene is one of the best in film history. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think it's a little bit overrated after that. It's kind of standard, uh, except for some of the sniper and tank stuff. But The middle of the movie is very weak. Yeah. Which is strange. But it did spawn about six or seven World War Two video games. Yeah. They just mimicked the opening scene, right? Call of Duty, Medal of Honor... Yeah, it killed the World War Two genre essentially. Yeah, just it just now. I wish so it would come back. Seriously, but uh, I mean, just for the fact that Band of Brothers was made after and because of this, it's enough for me. Yeah, so I think it's one of the best TV series, or at least mini series ever made. Yeah. Um. I've honorable mentions for me other than the ones we already mentioned uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind and War of the Worlds that was one of the more recent ones yeah it's not um, great but it's really good I've only seen like half of War of the Worlds I wasn't like super into it but I don't know a lot of people do like that movie Tom Cruise right yep Tommy Tommy boy (laughs) Let's move on to our second main review of the night, The Stanford Prison Experiment. This was a uh, indie movie, premiered at Sundance. It's about the true story of the Stanford Prison Experiment <laughs> in the 70s, late 70s, something like that. Or yeah. Definitely. It's in that, like, the very, like, 1969 or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's more... seems like a Woodstock era. <laughs> or yeah. just after. Could be wrong. It, it's either early 70s or but late But yeah, 60s. it's a period piece about this um, psychological experiment that a doctor did at Stanford University where he wanted to see what happened when ordinary people were forced into roles specifically of prisoner and um, guard. Guard, yeah. And to see how people change when they have to be in a power for, you know, they're given some power. Or and responsibility t- it taken away yeah yeah vice versa so uh, very famous little experiment that happened in real life and it got 85% on Rotten Tomatoes has a pretty great cast of young people yeah um, and even the older guys it has was uh, Billy Crudup Crudup in the as the doctor himself uh, Ezra Miller is one of the kids. <laughs> I'm just—they're all recognizable faces. I just don't know. Yeah, by I name don't quite know their names. Offhand, but the guy from Me and Earl and Dying Girls in it—that yeah. would be the me <laughs> question. Uh, but yeah, it's just about how it doesn't even take like two days before shit just gets real, <laughs> gets crazy. It gets real crazy. Gets. Right off the deep end. <laughs> yeah, instantly. Um, it starts off and it's like interviewing for the the process of these students. Like, what do they get, $20 a day or something like that? Yes, yeah, so 15 or 20 bucks a day. Yeah, and at least back in that time, it probably is not yeah. as bad. It'd probably be getting like 50 bucks. Plus, now. you're probably thinking about it like you're not really working. You're just... Yeah, you're just playing. <laughs> and so they're saying, what do you, what, they ask everybody, what would you rather be? A guard or a prisoner, and I think ev- almost everyone said prisoner, if not everybody. <laughs> and 
um, and then they split it up half and half. And the people in power, they let that power go to their head immediately. Yep. As soon as you put the sunglasses on, it was just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked the setting a lot. I liked the look of the movie. Like, it they just did the felt time like, era great. Yeah, it just felt like it was from then. Um, like, even all the clothes and the hair. Yeah, all like, the kids have, like, long hair, and they're just... Yeah, it just fits so well with the... The facial hair and everything. Yeah, it, it, I'm not usually uh, have a big eye on stuff like that, but it was evident. Um, I thought all the kids did a great job acting. I thought oh, the acting in this movie acting was phenomenal. is incredible. Yeah, it's just a complete showcase for these kids. And, yeah, and even the more experienced guys. Um, yeah, I don't know, and and they really made it feel real. Like, they turned this one hallway in the building into its own environment. Yeah. And, like, you forget. And then there's certain scenes where I think it purposely shows, like, someone else talking to him about the thing. And you're like, oh, this is all happening right here. Like, in this one couple rooms or hallway, you know? Yeah. And you you get lost, at least I did, and forget about that. And then it brings you out every once in a while, and kind of you get lost just like they're getting lost in this experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In experience, experience, yeah. It's crazy how they could do that. Yeah, make you feel that way. Because when they're kind of like, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, being kind of tortured by the guards, like it starts torturing you a little bit. Like it's kind yeah. of annoying to watch. But you're like, like in a good come on. way, yeah. Don't act like a bitch. <laughs> and they don't like cut those scenes down at all. They, you watch like the entire thing. Yeah, it makes you hate authority. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely side with the prisoners at all times. Um, well, no, I don't know because sometimes the prisoners are just doing things to antagonize, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. But then it, once they cross a certain point, like there's like a part without spoiling anything that one of the guards they're doing the shift change the guy just like happens to mention like yeah they'll do whatever you say yeah so then like after that it was just like off to the races yeah um but I find this is very true to life this whole thesis when someone is put in a new role with more power attitude completely changes I've seen it time and time again at my work at my at the liquor store where we used to work at. Yeah. Like, as soon as you give someone that authority, it's like, whoa, who is this? Yeah. At least like when you're in the work environment. And then it's like outside, everything's normal. normal. Yeah. It's strange. But I just, I don't know. And everyone thinks it wouldn't happen to them, but probably would. It probably at least would. to an extent, maybe not everyone would go as deep as some people. Like, clearly the main kid here, yeah. <laughs> the main guard, uh, Really Probably. lost it. He's trying to become like uh, the the warden from Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> He's like even doing imitation of it. And, so see, son, you gotta. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're same age. They're like classmates, and you. I forgot that a lot throughout the movie. Like these kids all go to school together. That's yeah. That that's is so crazy. weird. Like you immediately look at the the guards as like older. Even if it's just a little bit, like, more 
Yeah. You even look at them like they have more authority. I guess, like, the prisoners <laughs> got their caps on. And yeah. They're just like... They're like dresses or whatever. <laughs> um, Is there anything you didn't like about the movie? Hmm. Not really. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that stands out as bad. The only... This is a super minor complaint, is the passage of time. Even though they did kind of label things along the way, I felt like they made it a little bit unclear how much time had passed. Because it's at some point in the movie, I thought they were like a few weeks in, just because of how they cut from... And how long the... Like the shift change and... Yeah, like when they like, did the meeting, like they kind of made it out to be like it was a week or something like that when their parents came. Yeah, and especially like that first night or the first day, it feels like it's been a while, and then it's like twenty four hours. Yeah, and I feel like that's on purpose because they want it to like that's how long it felt when you're in it, you know. But yeah, I, I could see that. Like I said, it's very minor. I understood what they did, why they did it, and they did kind of label it, but I found myself either kind of missing it, or just forgetting about it, because at the end of the movie, when they were like, it's been six days, or terminated six days in, or something yeah. like that, I was like, wait, felt a lot six longer. days? <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely, definitely felt longer. I guess uh, one of the minor complaints I could have was that the love interest for the Doctor, for, yeah. I mean, she's just she seems like a student or maybe she's a graduate student but he's like dating this the student and she becomes involved in the experiment at one time and just I feel like it was underdeveloped I either say you need to give it more um, growth or no, just no. not include it yeah know? I felt like it was put in there just so the professor had a storyline yeah other than watching yeah. these kids and that's to say like you could make that more like just felt like she was in the very beginning, completely disappeared for a while, and then all of a sudden showed up. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I also wish they had more like of the debates in the other room, the watching room. Cause yeah. It kind of seemed like it was going to be a focal point in the movie in the beginning, and then they sort of just all eventually go along with it, even the people that like... And that may be how it went, but I just wish they would have like conveyed their thoughts a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, and I like how the one guy is like, he keeps acting like how he was treated when he was in jail, and he's like getting lost in it himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I gotta quit, man. <laughs> this is like, I'm becoming the people I hate the most. <laughs> and I think that's everyone that was pretty much yeah. involved in the authority parts. Even the the main guy, the the, uh, the doctor, because he's, he's getting... So into it that he's like, no, let it play out. Even when it gets violent, it gets dis like, yeah, criminal. Emerson. And there's a good scene when the dean or whatever comes down. And he's asking him about it, and he was like, "What's your? I forget what the term." Your new was. variable. Like, yeah, your very. And he's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "If you don't have a variable, it's a simulation, not an experiment." And he's like, "Don't tell me how to run." Like, yeah. that was a great scene. That's when it really brought snapped you back out for a second yeah and i felt like that's the point that him morally started crumbling on yeah. the whole project like he tried to stick with it but yeah and then eventually there was a new variable when they had to replace ezra miller's character uh, not yeah. even like intentionally it just happened because it's a guy coming in from the outside 
later on, halfway through or whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, he, he can see it for what it is, at least for a while. Yeah. And, yeah, that was that was interesting. That's where uh, the guy from Me and Earl and the Dying Girl came in. Um, but I thought it was a pretty uh, scary corollary to nowadays with the cops and the minority issue going on. Yeah. I mean, pretty spot on. And obviously this was made before it really jumped off, you know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. Yeah, like this is just a cycle that will continuously happen, put different, you know, groups into different roles, and it's just going to keep happening unless there's precautions taken, I guess. Yeah, and unfortunately, most people will probably be like, watch this and just kind of be like, well, good thing that's never going to happen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in both sides of it. You never know, like wrongfully accused or something it happens yeah whatever wrong place wrong time <laughs> yeah so I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting just to look at it from that perspective yeah um, da -da -da. yeah and then I thought it was interesting that in the end they said there was no lasting effects of this like as soon as the experiment did you like Oh yeah. They were talking like the little after credit side scroll or whatever the words that come up. It was like, a, like a week later, everyone was back to normal. Like as soon as the experiment ended, everyone f fell right back into their old life. I feel like that can't be true. I know that's because I feel like I've heard about this experiment because it kind of messed people up for. That feels almost as as crazy as the them getting into the roles that fast in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I kind of believe it because, I don't know, if you get fired from a, you get promoted to manager or whatever, owner, manager, blah, 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 yeah. CEO, you become an asshole, you get fired, all of a sudden you're back down and you're, you're probably, I don't know, I can kind of believe it, but it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I could all, I could see it being like they kind of gotten back used to being normal. Yeah. But not, like, completely psychologically. Well, obviously, player. in the back of their head, they realize how they can be when given, put in a certain situation. Yeah. But I think they meant, like, no one went crazy, even the Ezra Miller character. Oh, okay. Well, I, I feel that, too. And I liked how they had, a, like, a civil debate in conversation about the whole thing. That was cool. I thought that was actually one of the cool. And it felt kind of improvised. Movie. Yeah, it, it seems like, like a natural like, conversation. Talk about what you would talk about. Yeah, that was really cool because they obviously hated each other, got violent towards each other, like went to these extreme cases during the experiment, and then a week later they're just sitting down talking about it like the college students that they are. Yeah, and it, I think it goes to show that you sort of forget that these are intelligent people. Yeah. That are doing this. Exactly. They're intelligent enough to sit Fucking down and actually, it, like, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty wild on its own. Except, you know, no one's kind of safe with that. Yeah. No doubt. And I had heard about the, the first time I knew about this whole experiment thing was when I, I watched a movie a few years ago called The Experiment starring... Uh, oh, I've seen this before. Or I haven't seen the whole thing. Adrian Brody and um, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. But it's it wasn't a, an exact uh, corollary because that was like 
random people off the street getting pulled into this experiment. So it's slightly different, but same idea. That movie on. went even crazier. Like, there people getting killed and all this. Holy shit. I feel like. I, it's been a while, but it's just... This, I like this one better. This version <laughs> yeah. was better. True stories, usually. Though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the movie. It's one of these movies where I don't really have a lot that I could say is bad with it, but I'm not giving it like a 9 out of 10 or anything. Yeah. It's like a heavy 7.5 for me. and definitely recommend it. Yeah, um, I, I'm dead on with that. Uh, solid 7.5. Nice. Nice. It's, uh, it's not super rewatchable, I feel like. No. But, but it's worth checking out. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I would definitely recommend it. You add it to your list. All right, let's talk about what else we watched. Uh, check anything out. Rewatch. Anything I uh, new. I rewatched Big Fish. Yeah. One of my favorites. I remember you loving it. Speaking of uh, Billy Crudup or whatever his name oh, yeah, is. Yeah, he is in that, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's the. Uh, well, I, I don't know. He's not really the main character, but. Being protagonist? <laughs> I thought Ewan McGregor was. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. It, Ewan McGregor is his dad as a That's younger right. person. That's right. The story is really. I've only seen it once. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's kind of doesn't really have a main main character. Yeah. I guess, but Tim Burton, not as weird as his. I mean, it's weird. It's but weird, but in a good way. <laughs> different way. Not Tall like tale. a. It's not as. Um, Dark, yeah, and like goth, gothic, gothic, and not like realistic gothic, like makeup, yeah, like theater kind of. It's a really cool movie. I've only seen it once. Probably should rewatch it. I like how it's like all his father's tall tales, right? And they just show it literally. Yeah, it's sharing like it's his life story essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's a great watch. It's a you hold up. Yeah, it holds up great actually. Um it's pretty long, but not in a bad way. Um, I don't know. I, I find... I don't know. There's whole sections of that movie that could be kind of like movies of their own. Like a short film? Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I cool. really like about it. And then it kind of brings you back to reality for a little while and sends you back out. Nice. Yeah. I have. That's pretty cool. Alright. <laughs> I watched a couple great movies. That are really up in the in the awards talk, or at least like critics critically acclaimed movies that I've been meaning to check out. First up is Amy, the Amy Winehouse documentary, oh, which okay. um, Lionsgate sent to me. Very nice. No? Um, Thank you. This is the. It's all put together by home videos, or at least documented footage there's not a single talking head where you're looking at a person talking like there are people talking but it's while all this footage is happening and they'll like show footage of the person talking and have their name pop up on them with with the footage it's really well done um i'm not a big fan of your standard talking head documentary gets a little ho-hum boring as long as that in that case i feel like the, the story has to be interesting yeah yeah where I'm coming into this, I know who Amy Winehouse is. All I know is that she was on drugs, super skinny, and she had that song rehab. That's pretty much all I knew. Yeah. This movie made me fall in love with this person and then be heartbroken with the developments. And like, It's incredibly well done. Wow. I mean, maybe the best music documentary I've ever seen. Wow. I haven't seen a ton, but... 
Better than the Kurt Cobain one, which I liked a lot earlier this year. Which one was that? Montage of Heck. It was oh, on okay. HBO. Um, man, I mean, I I don't even like that like, like. <laughs> that kind of music that much. Like jazzy, uh, soul yeah. singing music. But man, I was like getting chills listening to some of the live recordings. and I, I don't know. It's just... I never went from this. It's such a good documentary when you can go from like not knowing or caring really into like just no like interest to kind of invested. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would highly recommend it to anyone. It's it's tough watch. I mean, it's like it goes through these phases where it starts off. She's like 16 years old and full of life, singing "Happy Birthday." crazily like crazy good to one of her friends and then it goes to how she got into music she went up in fame gets into drugs the paparazzi is just relentless and you can see how that is causing it like in her father and and it just at a certain point it goes from this like euphoric like yeah man this music you're doing great (laughs) like this is awesome such a great singer I feel like she's a mix between like Adele and Alicia Keys a little bit. Like I definitely appreciate her voice and music now. And then the the second half of the movie is just like a tragedy where it's like you know what's coming and you want to stop so bad, but there's nothing you can do. And like me, and Earl, there's nothing happens there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I and I knew that she died at the end. That was the only other thing I knew. So. Spoiler. Yeah. Riveting stuff. I hope it wins the Oscar. Like, yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting. I always knew there was something more to her that made people so infatuated with her, but I never really... Yeah, I never got it, because, I mean, it's not about looks. There's, yeah, I mean, yeah, Nothing yeah. wrong with the way she looked when she was healthy, but she's not, like, an attractive girl. Yeah, she's... No, At I, certain, I Actually, there are certain angles and stuff where she is, but that's not what it's about. You know, she's... It's her... I never, yeah, I never, but even when I heard Rehab, I didn't think, like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, I I was pretty much the same as you. I heard that. But, I mean, like, I knew there was something more, but. Yeah. Well, there's this one song that, uh, I can't remember the title now for some reason, but (laughs) um, I feel like it's Back in Black or something like that. That was, like, amazing. Like, I don't know, maybe Rehab is just her most poppy, radio-friendly song. Yeah, it's like a. I don't know. Bad example. I was going to use Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kiss the girl. But yeah, um, I loved it. I absolutely loved the movie. Heavy eight and a half out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I. I. And my wife Sam likes uh, documentaries a lot, and she fell asleep like five minutes in. And I, I might rewatch it with her just just one day if she wants if she wants to. But anyway, I would highly recommend that. And the other awards buzzy movie that I watched is actually on Netflix Instant now. It's Tangerine. I uh, heard about this movie because it was, it's like, critics loved it. It was at, uh, I feel like it was at Sundance. It, it's known as the movie that was shot completely on an iPhone. Oh, uh, okay. And it's, I was like, okay, this is just a gimmick. Like, who cares, whatever. I'll see it eventually. Um... But it's about uh, transgender prostitutes in L.A. Wow. And it's Did this win an Oscar yet? 
It should. It's, a, <laughs> it's an awesome movie. Um, it's not. I don't think it's going to get nominated. It's too low, low key. I think. Yeah, I'm just joking. I'm just transcending all the key. <laughs> the Danish girl. It is not. Um, <laughs> but it's being. The two main characters are being played by actual transgender prostitutes okay. who have never acted before. I believe it's from as far as I know. But there are other actors. Like the whole movie is actual transgender people in actual L.A. Um, for the most part, and it's just crazy handheld style. If if I didn't know it was shot on iPhone, I would have no idea. It's beautiful. Really. It's beautiful to look at. It's shot wonderfully. It just seems like a more kinetic style handheld camera. It doesn't, you can't even feel, like, tell that it's an iPhone. So I don't even, I wish they wouldn't even have said that, because that kind of, to me, that almost put me off. Like Yeah, makes it what? Yeah. So that's all you have to put your hat on, you know? Yeah, the iPhone movie. Yeah, but it's about this transgender prostitute who, she just got out of jail, and she finds out that her, boyfriend was sleeping around even though he's like a pimp and a drug dealer <laughs> and she the whole movie is just her on a mission to find him and just like you know smack shit out of him or whatever <laughs> uh, just tell her what she feels and it's her friend is along with for the ride with her who she wants to perform at like a karaoke not karaoke like a an open bar some kind of Open mic night open type mic thing, night. yeah. And it's just basically them storming through uh, L.A. and coming across all these other people. And at the same time, there's this cab driver who he you just follow him as he picks up different people, and all this stuff has happened to him. And you're like, I don't understand where this is going, but it's interesting. <laughs> and then it all kind of comes together. Um, I. I at first, I liked it, didn't love it, but the more I thought about it, I'm liking it more and more. I feel like a rewatch, it would be way better. Because, 30 minute, like little while second. Yeah, and... it was so foreign to me, because it's, apparently it's, this became, the director like, was in an L.A. donut shop where the movie starts out, and he like, kind of saw something like this coming, like, going out and like he saw it happen yeah so it inspired him to make this movie wow and it feels very realistic and it, it's hilarious in certain parts but to me it was like jarring in the beginning because it's super aggressive like super in your face and it's this whole world that I didn't even realize was there like yeah. you know um, but by like a half an hour in it's not a long movie at all, 80, 90 minutes, but like half an hour in, I really started to understand the characters more. And I feel like if I rewatched it, I, knowing that going yeah, in, you wouldn't have to appreciate it. it. Yeah, 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 appreciate it more. Um, but the, the use of music in this movie is incredible. Best uh, part of it. The editing, the... It's just like... She'll be like, all right, let's go. We're going to fight. And the music comes in, and it's like... This crazy... I don't even know how to explain it, but it's... It's the best sa score soundtrack, maybe, of the year. Um, great, great movie. Uh, 8 out of 10. <laughs> I would recommend it. 8 out of 10? Yeah. Damn. Maybe higher to, on a rewatch. Might have to check that one out. Yeah. But, uh... 
Yeah, that's all I got in. All right. Fish. Let's see. Real quick, uh, Cooties. Remember the, uh, the yeah. calorie watch? Um, classic or not classic? Not classic. <laughs> um, but interesting premise. The first 20 minutes or so are easily the best with the setup and all. Um, interesting, some funny moments. But then from there, I, I mean, you saw the, the trailer. It looked kind of funny-ish, yeah. in, and that was pretty much the whole setup. Like, that was all the good part, and then it becomes repetitive and not funny and, like, not interesting and by the books and... Yeah, I was going to say, what was the first 20 minutes of the trailer? It was a short film, a, de- a pretty solid short film idea that was stretched out entirely too long. Okay. Meaning an hour and a half. <laughs> like, Ooh. it just, you know, it just didn't have the content yeah. there. Should have been just over an hour or something. Like no, it should have been like a half an hour. Short. Oh, jeez. Should have been a short film. Wow. Uh, five out of ten. Yeah. Just not great. There's some child that loves it and someone has to watch it. <laughs> no, it's not for kids. Really? <laughs> it's definitely rated R. Wow. Um, and, oh coming. my God, the opening credits is disgusting it's every disgust like it it's almost like the Dexter uh, opening credits where it's like this isn't as normal of stuff but it's like stuff real stuff that just happens every day but the way it's shot and close ups and the sound effect and all this stuff made it just disgusting it's like shows the process of I want to say like baloney being made from start to finish essentially it, Sweet. <laughs> or, no, no, that's what it was. It's the process of the how the cooties got started is like this one chicken nugget uh-huh. that had this nasty thing in it. It's, yeah. Ooh. Anyway, it was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> and I was eating as I was watching it. It was bad. Bad shows. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I watched an even worse movie a while back that I forgot to talk about on the last episode called Unfinished Business with Vince Vaughn. Uh, and yeah. uh, Dave Franco. Yeah, I've seen the whatever cover. One of the worst movies <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> I I don't know. It's not even worth getting into, but avoid it at all costs. Completely unfunny, offensive. The only thing is Dave Franco plays a clearly mentally challenged character. <laughs> like, it's offensive. It's not... It's really bad, but... His actual performance, like he's committed. He's, 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 he's really underrated comedic actor. He's doing his best. So. Put full retard. Three out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Had to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime. <laughs> I got some TV. Um, finally convinced Sam to watch Game of Thrones. Really. I've been begging her to watch it ever since it premiered. Um. And she refused. No, don't not into that fantasy stuff. Blah blah blah. A couple of her coworkers say how good it is. She's all about it. She wants <laughs> to watch it. So we watched the first season over the past couple weeks, and uh, she's hooked. She loves it. Yeah, figured out what happened. Um, spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we we were watching episode nine when when Ned loses his head. Yeah. Um, and she, I could tell she's on the edge of her seat as it's about to happen. It happened like we were about to fall. She was. I could tell she was like ready to fall asleep leading up to it. 
and then it happens, and she's like, start the next one. Like, she's wired. <laughs> like, you. It was really cool. Um, and this is the first time I've watched the first season since it aired. Uh, it holds up. Yeah. Still, I think it's the third best season after the third and fourth. Yeah. Um, I watched the first season before whatever the last one I came on. It's great. Yeah. I uh, forgot how much Daenerys gets naked in the first season. Yeah. It's funny now. She has a clause in her contract where she will not. Yeah. Hey, that's what happens when you have uh, some notoriety. Yeah. Got uh, fair more, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> she said, you can always go back to season one if you really... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep you updated as I go through the season. Might have to uh, record her for certain yeah. parts. Or eventually planning on starting our own podcast. Yeah, you're telling me So, that. hopefully we can, you know, <laughs> keep that as part of it as we go through it. You can have the uh, latest Greg <laughs> Wedding reaction video yes. ever posted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I almost recorded her for the Ned thing, but she would have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> Laying in bed with no makeup and stuff. Oh. <laughs> um, and The Leftover Season 2 had its finale last week. Oh, I heard about this. Dave's hooked. Yeah, you liked it? Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite seasons of television of all time. Wow. Um, it's it's funny, like, the first season I liked a lot, especially the second half, and then I remember saying after a few episodes how it could be one of the best seasons of television since Breaking Bad ended. Yeah. It's not just that. It's one of the best seasons ever. Like. Wow. Not a ten episodes. Not a single bad episode. Everyone is on point. Um, yeah, I think it's up there with any season of Breaking Bad, except maybe that last one. I don't know. It's it could be. I mean, it, I just was blown away on every level. Wow. It's up there with first season of Lost, last season of Breaking Bad. Sixth season of Mad Men or whatever one was my favorite. I can't remember. See, uh, I, I plan on diving into the show. Like my brother keeps trying to convince me. Like I'm like, like screw this show. I'm not watching it. I'll eventually get to it. But the thing is, first three episodes, a little shaky. Like you have to power through the first three or four episodes yeah. of, the, of the first season, and then once you get to about the halfway mark of the first season, it's smooth sailing from there. But um. That's cool. Yeah. That's sort of what he told me. They had the a, first season. You can tell they're trying they're to find their footing, you know. Yeah. And they they do it, and it was renewed for season three, um, a third and final season. So, I'm stoked for that. Like, if it has as good of a season three as season two, it's one of the best shows ever made. Wow. Period. So That's crazy. Yeah, I would implore everybody to check it out. Give it a chance, you know. Yeah. And lastly, Nathan, for you, season three ended. Um, on Comedy Central the show just gets better and better I remember if you remember I talked about it a few months oh, back yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. who helps uh, businesses, businesses and stuff yeah well the <laughs> final episode was he's he wants to make some random person be a hero or something um, and he gets this this kid who's kind of awkward and he locks him into undisclosed location um, he learns his mannerisms he gets a 
Hollywood level uh, makeup team to like put a fat suit and facial like to make himself look exactly like this guy. And his plan is to walk across a high wire from like 100 feet in the air across two buildings um, for to raise awareness for some chair like like breast cancer or something. Yeah. And then to have everyone think it was this other person. That did it, so he can be a hero, because he needs that in his life, and okay. it's just hilarious the lengths he's going to to do this, and he like gets sets up this guy to have a girlfriend as he's in the suit, like the makeup, pretending he goes on a date with this girl, and he's like, "Would it be okay if if I kiss you after I walk across this rope?" So he sets that up, and then he he walks across the rope eight times back and forth because he's like, I don't want to give this up just yet. <laughs> I, got it. I love the feeling, but and then uh, so he tells all the, the guy the, everything he set up. So this guy, after he walks across, they switch out. He walks out to this girl he's never even met before, and she buys that it's him, and like it's. And then he has to read this speech where it's like, I just want to thank my beautiful girlfriend for being my support. I love you. <laughs> like, I've been on one date. And, uh, it was it was great stuff. This is one of the best comedy shows on Comedy Central. This sounds hilarious. Yeah. I've actually I've seen one of the episodes sometimes. He now. just gets crazier and crazier. He's like... Borat level. I mean, uh, Sasha Baron <laughs> levels of not breaking and being in character and all. It's great. Um, Alright, let's move on. Fly through this news real quick. Sylvester Stallone involved in Rambo, New Blood TV series. Maybe. Yeah. They're going to make a Rambo television series. He may or may not be involved. Depends. If it's on, like, Showtime and they're doing, like, brutal... That would be cool. That would be cool. But if it's going to be on, like... I feel like these things never pan out to actually happen. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it just fell apart. Yeah, you always hear about these TV show spinoffs of movies that just don't ever quite make Except Fargo, which is amazing. (laughs) Season 2 ends tonight. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be watching that tomorrow. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie is coming back to direct Mission Impossible 6. (coughs) He was the director of the newest one, Rogue oh, Nation. Okay. Um, so it's the first time, <coughs> first time that a direct director is repeating on Mission Impossible. It's been a new director every time until now. Wow! So hopefully, when we talk about that in a few weeks, it's worth uh, bringing him back. So it's sort of like reverse Bond. Like, yeah. Not that it's a different Bond every time, but they just do a director and keep Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, there's a Lost in Space reboot coming to Netflix. This is like a television show, sci-fi from the 70s, I think. And it's notable because Neil Marshall will be directing it. And he is a really good yeah, <laughs> action director. <coughs> he directed the Game of Thrones episodes, um, The Battle in the Blackwater, um, and the battle at the wall, the two epic battle episodes. Oh, okay. He directed those, and he also did the horror movie, uh, 
that I can't remember, but I loved it. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise, Cruise. <laughs> is going to star in a reboot of The Mummy. The Mummy? Yeah, the Brendan Fraser movie. Um, <coughs> all right. All right. Reboot's happening now in less than 10 years. Why not? I think it's been 15, years, but, but yeah. still, point remains. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, there's, this is a pretty exciting. There's a Tremors TV series in the works with Kevin Bacon coming back. That'd be cool. Just like you said about Rambo, <laughs> it might fall apart, but it's I love the original Tremors. Like, yeah, it's a <laughs> it's funny, weirdly it's, great movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be watching the show. <laughs> you are dying. I know. It's just like a little <laughs> tickle on my throat, man. Uh, all right. Pre-judgment day. We have some trailers to talk about. Captain America Civil War. <clears throat> that is the big new Marvel movie. The next one coming out in May of 2016. This is the storyline where some terrible incident happens. And it splits apart the heroes uh, on either side of a legislative passing of a bill in the comics it's like they have to share their identities but since everyone already has their identities revealed in the movie's universe it's based around something else but basically it's Iron Man versus Captain America and they each have their own little team of team. Avengers and they fight it out uh, love the comic book story I thought the trailer was great I thought it looked awesome it does look cool darker than yeah would you it's say? mainly a Captain America movie, as you would imagine. Like, Bucky finally wakes up from his, like, brainwashing he has been, so it's more of like a rekindling of a friendship from 70 years past or whatever, and uh, uh, the Black Panther makes his appearance, first appearance in this movie. I thought he looked awesome. Yeah, it looked cool. <laughs> yeah, he's one of my favorite comic book characters. Um, Spider-Man is in this movie. Wasn't really? In, wasn't in the trailer. But he's making his MCU debut, and uh, super excited about that, that. That is cool. Yeah, and Ant Man's gonna be in it. Like, it's gonna be awesome. I'm giving it nine out of ten right now. <laughs> so it's like the Avengers. Yeah, yeah it's essentially an Avengers movie. What do you give it? Um, give it an eight out of ten. Pretty good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and let's go to the DC side of things. The newest. The trailer of Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, third one we've talked about now. Yeah. Um, this comes out in March. This is more of the same, but it it gets more into the relationship of Bruce Wayne and uh, Superman, Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Yeah. It shows more of Lex Luthor. It shows the real villain of the movie, Doomsday, who was the guy that killed Superman in the, in the comic books. Wow. He, he looked terrible though. CGI it looks was, like they're using the model from the Ninja Turtles. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's what everyone <laughs> With said. a different skin. Yeah, like just a rockier version. Uh, you see a little bit more of Wonder Woman. They're trying to inject some humor into it. Yeah. I thought it was a terrible trailer, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm still psyched to see the movie, but it, it, think, the yeah, trailer didn't sell me necessarily. That doesn't mean that I'm like think the movie's going to be terrible, but I am not optimistic. I think it's going to be a 6 out of 10. Really? Yeah. I don't know. If it's more like the beginning of the trailer, I like it more, but the second half kind of... 
Yeah, I don't know. It just was so all over the place. There <coughs> seems like they're cramming so much into How is this all going to be in one movie? Because apparently yeah, them The Flash is going to be in it, Aquaman, Cyborg, like... How... Yeah, it just... And it seems like they've shown the entire movie in all these trailers. Yeah. Just... I don't know. Hopefully I'm surprised. Obviously I'm going to see it. But... Just kind of disappointing. Yeah, it's not going to be new. What do you give it? Dark Knight. I give it a a light seven. I can't remember. We should have can't remember what we gave it the other times we talked about it. But oh yeah, we always mean to keep track of this. Stuff. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. Nope. <laughs> Next <coughs> up is Knight of Cups. This is a Terrence Malick directed movie starring Christian Bale, Natalie Portman, and Naomi Watts. I believe I saw. Or no, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. One of them. I always get them confused. I think it was Kate Blanchett. I think it was Kate Blanchett. Um, this seems like... Have you seen a Terrence Malick movie before? He did The Tree of Life. Um, he does um, these ethereal kind of movies where they... I've tried to watch Tree of Life, but I felt like... Put it on one night. Fell asleep. Fell asleep. I love the movie. like, But I don't <laughs> like all of his movies. Um, he's a very unique filmmaker. He makes... It's everything... Is beautiful and it's these like dreamlike qualities to his movies um, but this looked cool I thought it seems like it's Christian Bale going through a midlife crisis is ex- yeah. essentially what it seems like but just seems like uh, there's some really cool imagery as there always is in a Malick film good performances I'm sure yeah I, don't know. I like the uh, I was intrigued the style looks cool to me. Like, yeah. It intrigues me. It's not necessarily style over substance. It looks like there's substance too, but... Yeah. I don't know. I like this stylized type movies. Yeah. Um, I <coughs> give it a... Seven and a half out of ten. We'll give it a seven. All right. Uh, next up we have The Nice Guy, starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, directed by Shane Black, who did Iron Man 3. He was right, wrote the Lethal Weapon movies, at least the first two, I believe. Um... Oh, it's like an action comedy starring Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Yeah. I thought it looked awesome. It looked my favorite trailer. I would recommend watched. people watch the trailer because it looked hilarious. It's hard to believe kind of just on paper, but it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like looks like awesome action <coughs> and great comedy blended together perfectly. Yeah. And I love Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I like him too. And Russell Crowe obviously can be good. He's, he's got a lot of baby. He's really fat now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks great. I will give it an eight and a half. Eight and a half? Um, yeah, I'll give it an eight. Alright, and last up, Crash and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. The sequel to Crash and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the original. Uh, premiering on Netflix exclusively. Um, this didn't look great to me. Uh, look, yeah. I love the original. You haven't seen it, but... No. I will watch it because I like the original. It looks like it could be a decent, but it looks like they're going way too on the CGI instead of using the practical wire effect, yeah. wire work that, that made the first one famous. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll watch it. The way I put it is it looks like it's watchable, but it doesn't look like it's going to... Yeah, I'm surprised. It has the prestige. It looks, the like, yeah. it looks like a continuation of the story. <laughs> A lot of the same actors. 
I don't know, five and a half for me out of ten. Five and a half? Yeah. Well, I, I thought just, it was a little cooler than that. I'll give it a six. I'm just hoping I'm wrong. All right. All right. You can only get up from there, right? That's right. Hopefully. <laughs> I think we'll be reviewing some movies in the next episode. Uh, <laughs> Vacation, the reboot, we'll be talking about that. Uh, American Ultra, the movie starring Lex Luthor and <laughs> Jesse <laughs> Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Bella and Lex Luthor. Um, and we, w- we will not have a top five next episode, but you can live with that. Also, Shaun of the Sheep came out. Shaun the Sheep. <laughs> Shaun of the Sheep. <laughs> I was thinking Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, Shaun of the Sheep. Uh, stop motion animation. Pretty fun movie. If you have kids, I would recommend it. It's like a silent film, but with Play-Doh. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, no Escape, the Owen Wilson action movie. And Max, the dog, military dog movie. And Ricky and the Flash, the... Uh, what's her face? She gets nominated for an Academy Award every year. Meryl Streep Meryl movie Street, where she's yeah. a singer in a band or something. So we will catch you next time. Make sure you email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at theredboxreport. I'm on Twitter at the Oreo Report. I'm on Twitter at the RBR Joel. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Uh, get us on Stitcher and subscribe to our web page. And, and we'll see you. Listen. Listen. <laughs>